Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to season two of the Women in Weightlifting podcast. Jess and I are joined today by Amy Richardson, uh, who is a 55 kilo lifter in Boston, if I believe, if if I'm informed correctly. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You know, we kind of start in the same place every week. Um, How'd you get into weightlifting? So my story is not that dissimilar. (laughs) Um, I got into weightlifting through CrossFit. Um, I was, ah. like, yeah. It almost felt like we should just take that segment out and be like, okay, when did you start CrossFit? As like, right. you know, um, because yeah, everybody comes in from CrossFit. All right, sorry, go ahead. So no, you started so, CrossFit. Yeah, so I was a gymnast for forever from the time I was nine through high school. And I actually ended up doing it again, like when I was 23 to 25. So I was a gymnast for a long time. And then I was just doing like regular workouts Um, at a local gym and a friend had said like, Oh, I'm trying this thing, CrossFit, you might like it. So I ended up going and I tried it and I was like instantly hooked. I loved it. I loved like the body, all the body weight movements after being a gymnast and just like the overall, you know, challenge and fun of it. And the fact that you were doing it with other people and not just like suffering on your own at the gym, (laughs) um, that was fun to me. And that's, so that's actually where I, met my who ended up being my eventual weightlifting coach Fred but um he was coaching a competition class which I went and went to and I got really into that um and then like I really wanted to compete in regionals that was initially where I started I wanted to be on a team um so I did like a competition I I did I don't remember how I placed I did okay but there was a girl who got second and she was like around my size. And I saw that and I was so motivated, like, oh, I can be good like that. Um, so I kind of started following that gym and they had weightlifting Wednesdays. So I started going up there a few times, went to the weightlifting Wednesdays and they were kind of helping me with my technique and everything. And I started improving and I ended up moving to that gym and training with them, like with their competition team. Um, and I ended up making the regional team, which was cool. But in the training for regionals, we were doing a ton of lifting and I just loved that part. And my CrossFit coach at the time had me do a few weightlifting competitions. Um, I think I went to like one and then another one the next year and I qualified for nationals at that meet as a 58. Um, That was in like 2014. Um, And then after regionals, I kept joking around. So after nationals was after regionals, regionals was in like May maybe and nationals was in August that year so I was training for regionals and then we went right into nationals training and I kept joking around about how like oh I think I'm just gonna weight lift now and then it was kind of my way of testing the waters <laughs> and then after I competed on the regional team I just completely switched over to weightlifting um, and I was there at that gym for a little while but um, the coach was just really focused on CrossFit so at the time, I didn't really realize I wasn't getting much coaching. I got like the programming. Um, and then I still was friends with Fred and he was getting more into the weightlifting. And he was like, I want to open this gym. You should come get your certification, coach and train here. And that was much closer. I was driving up to New Hampshire, probably like 40, oh, wow. 45 minutes every day. So um, I was like, sure, this was like a 20 minute drive. So I kind of uh, switched over then. Um but yeah, CrossFit, I'm thankful for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, once I started um, doing the weightlifting, I just was totally hooked and 
okay, the rest so of history. You you said you were 25 in 2014? No, that was I was doing gymnastics at that time. I'm like, I'm, I'm, try, I'm, trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how old you are. I'm 36 so, right now. <laughs> so you're a master. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wait, have you competed in the masters? I did. I competed um, last virtually. year, right? I did okay. masters nas nationals virtually, not 2021, okay. but 2020. Okay, I remember um, seeing that now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And are you still at the gym that I came and visited? I am, but we're not at that location anymore because we flooded twice. Oh, uh, no. And actually that gym, that location flooded again, like once or twice last week because of all the rain. So we actually moved to Salem. We're in Salem right now within a CrossFit okay. gym. So. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, Salem. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you're from Boston area. Yeah. And you live for uh, Beantown Barbell? Is that right? Yeah. And that's where, is that where Fred is? Yeah. Okay, make sure I've got all my players straight in terms of how you got where you are. So did, yes. did, I mean, did you compete like at a high level in gymnastics or? Um, yeah, I was, so I competed in level nine. Um, I competed at like the Eastern Nationals. They kind of divided up like Easterns and Westerns. So I competed at Easterns in level nine. Beam was my best event, which I absolutely loved it. Everybody's like, why would you like Beam? But it's just the challenge of it. I was really good at staying on. I ended up meddling at nationals in that. Um, wow. But I'm definitely better at weightlifting, I think, than I was at gymnastics. Yeah, the skill set seems to translate very well, though. Yes. It was described to me as gymnastics with a barbell. So, yeah, it's, I mean, the, the proprioception is always a you know, it carries out or translates nicely. So yeah, the uh, body awareness, I kind of, I never realized it until later on, even, I mean, even the body type, like the gymnast, the gymnast build, I never realized. And people would come to me on the street and be like, you're a gymnast. And I never understood it. But now like as an adult, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> How tall are you? Uh, like five, one and a half. Oh, I mean, you're actually tall for a 55. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what the average height is, but I don't know. Jess, how's all like what have we had? I'm five foot. Yeah. I think Tiffany was four eleven. Yeah. And Janice is four eleven. And then so I eight. Tall. Yeah, I would say I would say anything over five, taller. Anything <laughs> over five foot is is kind of tall for a 55. Yeah. Is what I'm what I'm finding. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the edge there, I guess. And so what what do you do? like outside of the gym or I mean are you like do are you working what are you doing <laughs> yeah so I do coach at the gym at night a few um most of the week but um I'm actually an elementary school special special education teacher oh god bless you yeah I love it though I mostly work with um kids with learning disabilities like reading math disabilities things like that but I really enjoy it it's fun kids are how long have you been doing that uh, like about 10 years. I did. I've also taught, like I was a classroom teacher as well. I taught fifth grade for, I think six years. And then I taught, yeah, fifth grade is the grade that I've taught, which is not what I thought I was going to do when I got out of college. I thought I was going to do like first grade, but I liked fifth grade. Um, and now I work with K to five. So every year we kind of split it up differently, but 
definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> Keeps me on my toes. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, working in special ed's got to be. I mean, that's that's a challenge. That's a that is a different set of skills, man. I have more patience for children than I do for adults. So <laughs> I, 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 you would have to, I assume. <laughs> um, What's your training schedule like, Amy? Like week to week, day to day? So I train four days a week right now. Um, we kind of just changed it to, I was doing higher volume and my body was not happy and did not do well with that. So we went back to like a moderate type of volume, but so do four days. I usually do like a snatch movement, a clean and jerk movement. Uh, like some days are mostly like, usually it's like Monday when Wednesday is like power days. And then like, you know, Friday, Saturday would be like the full movements and then some kind of squatting and some kind of pulling. Um, I, for the last year, I've been just front squatting. Um, and I just put back squat back in. I was front squatting cause I was working with someone um, actually that Jess was working with too. And he suggested taking out back squats. James? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He told me to take out back squats because it was just kept aggravating my back. But then I, over time, I realized that was just like, my strength was not the same. So I'm like, I have to put it back in. Yeah. So do you find Did you get injured or, um, I've had back injury like off and on, like I had a slight bulge in one of the discs and I've been like rehabbing and, and a lot of like overuse stuff. That's why I've had to lower the volume, but I was just going to ask if you if have you noticed that as you get deeper into being a master, are you having to back off compared to what you could do ten years ago? Um, well, I've only been lifting probably about seven years, so but definitely. Um, but I wouldn't even say since I became a master. I would say like once I turned thirty, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. That's probably right around the time when I. I hurt my back, which I don't even know how I did it, like on some kind of squat, but I never really learned how to brace properly. Um, so that caused me problems and it's just been ongoing, but I feel like I'm finally getting into a re rehab routine and feeling better, but definitely like, so Fred coaches me, but also, also I have Marshall coaching me and he's doing like some of the pro most of the programming right now, but he's, he's a high volume guy. But we had, like I said, we had to dial it back. And I think what I've learned is like, I'm just not an athlete who could do a black and white program. I, I need like less volume, go by feel sometimes and kind of like, just see how it goes. Cause there's times when I think it's going to be fine and it's not. And then there's times when I think it's going to be terrible and it's fine. So yeah. it's just kind of like going by how my body feels. And I've gotten pretty good at knowing like when some kind of thing is going to happen like yeah ooh, I feel something coming on I need to back off yeah, yeah I'm right there with you I'm glad you're seeing James though he's the best yeah I love him who is James I don't, I don't know who James is uh James is I don't know I I got hooked up through James from to James from Joel actually okay so, um, and then, so Joel, I mean, Joel hooked me up with James. I was working with James. I'm not really working with him right now because I kept like my back just kept flaring and flaring and flaring and like nothing we did. We got, it was doing better, but then it would start again. So he hooked me up with someone in person. So now I'm working with um, like a sports chiropractor in person. 
Nice. And that's been like life-changing. So I'm very thankful to both of them because they kind of work together to transition me. The goal is to get back to James, but I'm not quite there yet. Okay. Well, that's good. James Mark uh, was, is on the medical staff sometimes at lifting events for us lifting. So I found him at the Arnold in 27. No, the Arnold in 2020. Yeah. Right. When I tore my glute. Yeah. So he was at the Arnold and yeah. Yeah. Other than, other than summoning them, I don't really have much interaction with the medical team. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, all of them that I've dealt with are great, but James is the best. So he is the best. Anyway, there you go. Well, ni- nice endorsement for the <laughs> team and James in particular. Yeah. Um, so, how, so you train? You're training four days a week. How long? You're like, what? Are, what? How long are you in the gym? Um, I feel like I'm a slow worker. <laughs> I take so in the beginning, I do a lot of like rehab rehab stuff to warm up particular parts of my body um so that takes maybe like 20 or 30 minutes depending on the day and then my workouts are between like an hour and a half and two hours usually so like two to two and a half hours of being at the gym or so and that's like are you just is everything like reasonably close to you or do you have to drive for 45 minutes at a clip to get places no it's like less than 10 minutes from my house so that's always for nice. the, for the, you mean for the gym yeah well gym and then work i mean that's yeah both gym and the work gym and work are both within like probably like a seven minute drive from my house in opposite directions so awesome. not bad great yeah. so how did i mean how did you deal with like the special ed piece during covid that was fun <laughs> um initially we were just like kind of we were offering remote sessions but a lot of so the, the district that I work in, a lot of the, the, specifically the school, a lot of the kids are, don't have necessarily internet connection, computers, things like that. So in the beginning, it was pretty tough. Um, some of them would pop on once a week, some would not. Um, but it was really tough because those students don't have an easy time paying attention when they're in person. So trying to get their attention online was just extremely difficult we had to try to modify all kinds of things find like online manipulatives and I recorded a bunch of I still have them but I should delete them because I hate listening to them these videos of like sight word drills and like stories and I just I'm like I hate listening to myself talk and I probably recorded it a hundred times because I sounded weird (laughs) but great tonight what you sound great tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, you, like, your own voice sounds really odd to go back and listen to it. Yeah, it recording. I hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that because when I have to edit these, yeah. it's just grating for me to actually have to listen to my own voice. Yeah, but you have a great voice, Mark. I, I do. I, I know. I mean. Hi, you're Mark. <laughs> Mark, how's the speaker? Right. <laughs> Um, I, I know, and even even I, but I find my voice like to go back and edit. I find it terribly grating. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's like you know, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you you sound just fine to me. Um, so well, this is also more like a natural conversation. This is me like, this is this sight word, and I'm trying to sound natural, and it doesn't. <laughs> and excited, like yeah. get into this, kid. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's awesome. All right, so we're kind of have a running tally of what people walk around at. Um, so what weight do you walk around at? So normally I walk around at like 57 and a half. Okay. But recently, some, I don't know what's going on with my body. I've been walking around at like 58 and a half which I don't like because that's a, I mean, the, so the last meet I, I was probably got up to 59 and a half, which is hard for me to cut from there. And it just, the cut did not go well. Was this this so past nationals? Yeah. Yeah. I had to like sweat a kilo off in the morning, which I've never had to do. Ooh, welcome to the life. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> a lot of people do this all the time. That's all right. Weird. So how, how, how do you cut? <laughs> Um, usually I just, I diet down probably like 12 weeks out, but it's usually not, if I'm at 57 and a half, it's not bad at all. Um, but this time we just had to like keep cutting, 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 cutting. And I feel like I was in a cut for like a long time. I mean, I still was, I feel like eating a decent amount. I wasn't like starving all the time, but my body was just like comfortable where it was. But so I usually do that. And then I also do a water cut like five days out and usually that gets me within half a kilo so like the morning of you most of the time I would wake up like right at 55 sometimes a little bit over um and then by just like not eating and exist existing I usually get down to 55 but I don't even know how I ever got down to 53 now at this point <laughs> I know right me too I'm like, how am I struggling? I, I, when they changed the classes, I was so excited because I thought I won't have to cut that much. And then I did, did a mass and gained a bunch of muscle. And I'm like, yeah, great, but also terrible. Right. I'm going to need them to change the classes again. No. <laughs> for me. Like, I could use a 57 <laughs> class. <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see. I'll see what I can do, Jess. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe something with the IWF. Can they figure it out for me? <laughs> we like. Yeah, I have a couple of requests if you don't mind. Um, yeah, I don't, into the Constitution. I, I don't. I don't have the kind of clout. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy, what are your favorite lifts and what are your best lifts? Um. So I like training snatch and in. I like doing snatch and training but I don't really like it in competition just because it's so like, has to be perfect. Um, and I love clean and jerk in competition. That's my favorite thing. Like, I feel like I usually snatch what I can, but then I know like I can come back and clean and jerk um, well if I can stay within reach. Um, so my best lifts, I, so I really haven't been going heavy for like quite some time in training, but my best lifts are 80 and 100. Um, and I've done 100 in competition, 77, I think, as a snatch in competition. So I'm more of a comp I'm more of a competitor. I don't because of my injuries, I don't tend to go heavy as much in training because it's not really worth it to me. I'll go more in the 90 to 95% range, but I don't really push. Um, I don't really push over hundred percent. I but I feel like when I get, when I'm peaked, I can hit that, um, you know, hit more. Um, let's see. Yeah. And then I haven't back squatted much, like I said, but my best back squat was 137 and my best front squat is 116. So 
Nice. We do the opposite. We do like a hundred percent lifts all the time. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I don't. I wish I was more. Like you. <laughs> no, but you hit the you hit the you know one of the the magic numbers, which is that nice hundred kilo clean and jerk. That's yeah. what I've been chasing the eighty and and hundred. I hit eighty in competition with like a elbow, and I was like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> oh, they called you on it. Yeah, it was obvious. I like smiled and was like, mm-hmm, "That was a good call." <laughs> You're like, I'm I wanted it though. <laughs> it work. Um, but that hundred was—I mean, that was something with my back injury, especially because snatching. I can even when my back's a little off, I can snatch heavier. Obviously, with the clean and jerk, it's not possible. So that. When I finally made that 100, I was just like, I cried and I was just, I ended up, it ended up being enough for bronze that year. So I was super excited for that. Right. What year was that, Amy? I think that was 2019. Yeah. Okay. I was there. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. You did. I think you that, did like 102. <laughs> back's flaring up. Is it the cleaner? Is it the jerk that bothers it? <clears throat> um, it could really be anything, but it's more, it's most likely to be like a crashing clean. Um, which in some ways has been, I try to view in a positive way because my clean has improved and I crash less and my timing is better because it has to be. Otherwise my back can just like go out, but my back can like go into spasm if I like lean over to pick up a pencil also. So <laughs> yeah, you're at an age where injuring yourself is older cool, right? You know, you didn't. Like I, re I refuse to believe that I'm old. It's not because I'm old. <laughs> Because yeah. we put our bodies through hell. Right. That's what I say. Well, you think about it. I mean, like the years of gymnastics that have piled up on, on your frame, too. It's not just weightlifting. Yeah. Um, you know, you were a gymnast for 15 mm -hmm. years, whatever you said it was. And then CrossFit and then weightlifting. That's a lot of wear and tear on a 36-year-old body. Yeah. I also, I think, I thought about this randomly a couple of years ago. I was snowboard. I used to snowboard. I don't anymore because that's another thing that's too risky. But I was snowboarding like a, like maybe 10 years ago and I was sitting on the top of a hill and someone came down and like hit me with their snowboard like in the in the lower back oh. and like nothing like happened I guess but the doctors were like yeah you might feel that in like 10 years and then like my back went into spasm and I was like hmm I wonder if this is related huh <laughs> ugh yeah well, we all got back issues. No, we really do. <laughs> I feel like it's, old. I, I, I feel like the back issues are almost inevitable. It's hard. It's just like hard to to not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's even as much muscle as you as you have in your back. I mean, you're just all that load, man. We're doomed. Take like a little. You know, you're off a little bit. And... Yeah. Okay. So, um, favorite question, Mark. What's that mindset? Yeah. All right. So yeah, I love to talk about mindset. So, and you, you actually have a perfect one like to, to talk about. So when you have the hundred kilo clean and jerk loaded on the bar in competition, and it's the only time that I, and looking at your, your, your resume, it's the only time you've ever had hundred kilos on the bar in competition. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about that lift. How do you, what, how do you get in the mindset to go out and take a lift that you know you've never seen on the bar in competition before and get yourself mentally ready to go do that um well i definitely i'm a music person in the back so i have my headphones in 
and I don't want to know what's going on around me. I just kind of like tune everything out. I try not to look at anybody else and see what they have on the bar. I've gotten better where like if I see it's not a big deal, but um, I just kind of get into my little zone and visualize the lift. Um, like before that 100 kilos, like I spent, I really spent a lot of time working on mindset because for a long time, I did not have a good mindset and I was very negative. Um, and I would just like, I don't know if I didn't snatch well, I would think the competition was over. Like it's over. And they were like a handful of times more than I want to admit that if I had just like, you know, I threw away the clean and jerks because I was like, I have no chance when that really wasn't the case at all. And I ended up like fourth place. Oh yeah. That hurts too many times. And then like someone, I was like, fifth and someone got popped and then I was fourth I'm like ah if I had just done if I had just not given up I would have been third so like that was something for me for the longest time I really like I wanted to meddle more than anything like and then when I meddled I'm like this is really cool but also not the most important thing like I just want to do what I can do for myself so like that 100 kilo clean and jerk was when I had that on the bar I just was like I'm just going all in on this and I wasn't even, it wasn't my best cycle leading up to it, but I just hung in there. And even the clean and jerk was, that clean was kind of a tough clean, but I just knew there was no way that I was going to miss that jerk. Um, and I just hung in there for that. But yeah, I worked a ton. I would not have been able to make that lift several years ago with the mentality I had before. So I just worked a ton on that. Like I my favorite book is How Champions Think by Bob Rotella. And I don't know if you've read it, Jess, but it's, I, I probably yeah. listened to that ebook like five times, like just to remind myself. And like I made, actually, Fred made a video, um, like a compilation of all my best snatches and all my best clean and jerks. And like for months, I just watched it every night before I went to bed just to like have that in my head and to be able to visualize that. I love highlight reels. Yeah. And like, also like the obstacle is the way by Ryan holiday. That's another one of my favorites, but I just really like dug in deep to that. Cause I'm like, I know I'm good enough to be able to compete into metal and I just need to believe it myself. Mm -hmm. And when I finally kind of got into that mindset and like pushed out the negativity that, and all the doubt that I was having, it finally came through. So I think I think it's the most important part of the sport because, yeah. I mean, if I were to sit there and watch what all the other girls in my weight class are doing on social media, I would be like, I can't, you know, like, cause I don't do heavy lifts as much in training and people are doing like, I don't know. I think Tiffany was jerking like 120. Like, I don't know, Jess, you're clean jerking 110. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not making it on the platform. Baby. <laughs> But like, I don't know if I compare myself, if I compare myself, it just doesn't do me any, any, you know, any good. So I try mm -hmm. to feel like when I go into a competition, I'm like, okay, I want to do these numbers and this is what I'm going to focus on. And then I'll see where I end up. And that's been much better. And I actually do better that way too. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. fantastic. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> and I, I mean, I really, I find it interesting that you had to really work on that, getting in the right headspace in terms of, Mm -hmm. not just giving up after a bad snatch session to come back and really nail clean and jerks because yeah you never know where a competition is going to end up yeah uh, it was, yeah I'm so I'm so glad that I'm so much better um 
because even at obviously at this last nationals it didn't did not go well and I was surprised at how I handled it I was just like after I missed my third snatch I was like um okay should I clean and jerk (laughs) um it just I made I we moved my clean and jerk down I made one clean and jerk but um you know, going into that meet, like nothing was literally no exaggeration. Everything that could have been stacked against me and gone wrong, like out of my control did. And I was just like, well, I'm here. So that's, that's a, just yeah. getting there for me was a big deal. So, um, yeah, if I had bombed like that a few years ago, I would have been devastated and wouldn't have been over it yet. But I'm thankful that I spent all that time, you know, working on the mentality. Cause I was like, yeah, that sucks. And I'm embarrassed because that's not who I am as a lifter, but everybody has a bad meat. So, you know? I mean, do you attribute, I mean, I know you're obviously actively working on this, but is, do you think some of that is just age or is that, I mean, is that something you could have started working on when you were 19 and have it, you know, sorted out by the time you were 25? I, I mean, I think it's, it's possible, but you also have to be aware of it. I think in the beginning, I wasn't aware mm-hmm. of what I was doing. And Fred would be like, if you listen to the way you're talking to yourself you're like this sucks I suck like what if I said that to you what if I was like you suck you're not a good lifter think of how devastating that would be and I'm like oh wow yeah that that wouldn't be good yeah. it's a piece of advice I give to people all the time I'm like never talk to yourself in a manner that you would let somebody else, that you wouldn't let somebody else talk to talk yeah. to you you know if you're if if you would like smack somebody in the face with a bat if they said something to you maybe you shouldn't say it to yourself either right um, yeah. but it's hard you know it's easy to sit there and beat yourself up you know yeah i it definitely is. think age is or you know uh time in the sport is a factor because you don't know what you don't know so yeah so maybe um, not necessarily age but it definitely training age i think yeah t- yeah time in because i until probably like two years ago I thought like mindfulness and meditation, visualization was all like, Hocus pocus. I, don't need, I don't need to do that. Yeah, me too. And I, I got into it with Focus Calm, this company I'm sponsored by. And now I'm like in it. And I'm like, everybody who doesn't do this is dumb because y'all are missing out. What's it called, Jess? Focus Calm. I'm going to let you do a little promo for your, your, your sponsor. It's actually a sponsor of USA Weightlifting too. Oh. So all the Olympians have the Focus Calm. I don't know if they use them or not, but, and then myself and uh, Philly Barbell, we got these devices and it's essentially like meditate. You, you wear a headband and you mm-hmm. have an app on your phone that you do like meditations and games with, and it measures your focus to calm ratio. Mm-hmm. Um and it helps cool. you, it helped me like get more present so I could like stay present in the moment and remain calm during stressful situations, i.e. lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really cool and awesome. And I love it. Um, and now I'm, I do it religiously because it's just like a part of it, of me now. So super cool. <clears throat> should have done it way back when, but I didn't believe in it. So I think it does take like time to understand like the full range of things you need to work on, which mindset is one of them. Yeah. And I think, I mean, for me personally, and I don't know if you feel this way, but 
when I first started, everything was so fun and like, it was so carefree. And then like, when I started to get in the mix, like I was totally fine until I was like, saw that within reach. And then it was like panic mode of like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I can do it. I can get there. And then I would just like self-destruct. So. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I actually told Jim, my coach that I was like, the better you get at this sport, the harder it becomes. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just more pressure more opportunities and you just get in, it's more opportunities to get in your head and talk yourself out of it. But really yeah. you should be like cool. progressing in your mindset as well. So yeah, you're, and I guess that, you're lacking. It's how, it's how you have to look at it too. Like even this meet, I could look at it in a few different ways this past meet, like, like seeing like the total that one, like that Janice got 177. That's the total I had in 2019 and I was fifth and I'm like, Oh, that's so frustrating, but I can look at it as like, be like mad or I can be like, Oh, that means I can do it. Like I could have won if it was my day, like I'm there. So yeah, kind of look at it like that, you know, a little perspective shift to make it positive. Cause really, I mean, what's negativity going to do for you? Nothing. (laughs) You know, it's not like basketball where you have, you know, you had 30 or 40 or 50 shots over the course of a game. If you want to take that many, I mean, you have six lifts. Yeah, that, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so you have you know very very few moments on the platform that you have to actually perform, but that's your only shot. <laughs> yeah, you just, you really have to to clear your mind. Um, I also, I mean, I smile when I'm on the platform, also, which is something that I was kind of taught to like. It just helps you like be more present and get out of your head. Like when you frown, that's like kind of your subconscious. So if you're smiling, it's like okay, I'm here. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just going to go and, and do my lifts. Maybe I'll I have to look that. Right next time. Yeah. I definitely so I look like I'm like a psychopath because I'm like smiling. Really? <laughs> <It's like, laughs> <laughs> like, who's the creepy girl? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is she so happy? <laughs> yeah, although Melanie Roach used to smile. Like I love watching her lift because she was always so happy. Like she just had this like contagious smile and she would smile through like the entire lift. I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, so you mentioned that you listen to music in the back room. So what are you listening to? Depends on whether I'm snatching or clean and jerking. I kind of like change it up. So for snatch, I want like more just like upbeat, happy music, like maybe like a Justin Timberlake or even like a Justin Bieber. Like I love something. Bieber. I know. Like, like a baby in the background or like, you know, so just like some upbeat stuff. And then for clean and jerk, it's like, a, it's more like heavy. Like, um, I like the songs from the Southpaw um, soundtrack that Eminem sings. One is phenomenal and one is called Beast. I listen to those. And then mm-hmm. uh, Drowning Pool, like Bodies. <laughs> uh, not familiar with that one. You're not familiar? It's like basically like let the bodies hit the floor. It's like a let's oh, go. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. I, I did. I, Right. Now I know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like, like that one or like, I don't know, like a click, click, boom or something just like right before like clean drinks, like, okay, we got it. Like, let's go. So that's kind of at the gym. We don't, we're in a CrossFit. So we just, we don't have control over that. It's just random music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I like lifting Eminem. It's Eminem. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the, the go-to music of that in eighties classic rock. Yeah. 
I, I like I like that too. Like that's probably more though for like clean and I mean for snatch because it's like it's rock, but it's a little more upbeat. Yeah. Um, I just like the one that the B song. It's just the way they sing it. It just gets you so like hyped up. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're gonna do the lightning round now. <laughs> All right, Amy, you ready? Yep. Okay. Wrist wraps or knee sleeves? Knee sleeves. Peanut butter or jelly? Peanut butter. You already answered this, but snatch or clean and jerk? Clean and jerk. Competition, makeup or no makeup? Makeup. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Seltzer water or regular water? Seltzer water. Shorts or leggings? Leggings. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. That's it. Uh, no, I, that, Nike or Adidas? Oh. Nike. Like or Rogue? Uh, ooh, Alico. <laughs> okay, so gotta ask. So I'm asking, like, legitimate question here. Why would you wear makeup on a platform? Does. I just do, I don't wear makeup normally actually. And makeup to me is literally like mascara. That's it. Like, um, but just, I don't know. It's something about like, I get my nails done too. I don't, I'm not a big like girly person. Like I'm not, I'm not a big girly girl, I should say, but um, in the competition, I don't know. It makes me like feel better. So I just put a little makeup on and I don't know something about it. <laughs> I feel like most girls wear competition makeup. Like a lot of girls at my club do. I don't because I never have time because I'm coming out to sauna. <laughs> but <laughs> I would if I had time. Because you haven't reached a normal body temperature by the time you actually have to go on a <laughs> No, body. I'm still sweating, so I'm not putting the makeup on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I was waiting. Because you see, like, a, a, a fair number of girls will come out in, like, you know, makeup. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I don't get it. But... You know, look looking good, Mark. Feel good. I know. I mean, like, like, Amy, like you were saying, you know, you, you feel good, and anything to make yourself feel good when you're going yeah. out on the platform is a good idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's go. Through, we're going to go through our last couple of questions here. Uh, finish the sentence. You know, you're a weightlifter when blank. Um. This one for me is, you know, you're a weightlifter when your dad asks you, can you eat mashed, pota mashed potatoes right now? Or should I just make you a sweet potato? Because <laughs> what you're not allowed to eat mashed potatoes when you're cutting. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like too much butter because he loads it with butter. Like everything that he makes, he's like, can you eat this? Can you not eat that? Like my aunt will be like at Thanksgiving, should I make carrots without butter? Like <laughs> everyone's yes. always concerned about my food. <laughs> yeah, you know, valid point. All right, then um, what is the hardest thing about weightlifting for you? Uh, I think the cut is like, is the hardest part, honestly, because, and just like the dieting in general, because I just feel like if I don't track at least somewhat, even in the off season, my weight can just like go up. And when I was injured before, I did like a little bit of a bodybuilding cycle um, which was great because I could do something, but, and I'm fortunate enough that I gain muscle pretty easily, but then my weight just shoots up and then I have to cut it down. So I just find that the cut is just hard. And I wish that 
I didn't have to do it, but I just, I don't really fill out 59 well enough. <laughs> no, the 59, we've talked about this a lot on the show, but the 59s are so competitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't fill that class out completely. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're going to be sitting in the C session. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just, it affects life. I mean, I make the choices that I make, but like when I get closer to it, like I'm, I'm a big craft beer lover. I, <laughs> um, so I love like IPAs and as it gets, you know, I'm like a, I'll have one or two on the weekend, like with dinner or something like that. But when I get closer to a meet, I can't really do that even like one. Cause it's just like my weight goes all over the place. And I'm like, is this real weight? Is it not like, yeah. so uh, I have to cut that out, but I just, I like food and I like beer. <laughs> so after, like after a competition, do you like go find a good place to go have like good beer? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm always like, like, planning. Yeah. I'm always like planning that out. Although a lot of the places there haven't been necessarily really good beer, but food specifically, I think everybody probably plans their post-competition meal. So what do you like to, what do you like to eat? It all depends on what's in the area, but I'm a, I do love pizza, even though I don't eat it that much when I'm dieting, but like pizza, ice cream, I eat burritos all the time. Like whether burritos I'm cutting or not, burritos, burritos like oh. steak burritos, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> like from where? Uh, there's a place near my house called Next Mex thing. It's amazing. So yeah. good. So yeah, um, I have my doubts about Mexican food in Massachusetts. Just going to say. Really good. This place is really good. <laughs> I mean. We, <laughs> there's I, some great places in Lynn, actually, <laughs> where we used to be located. I will. You know, if I ever get out to, when we host some event out in that part of the, in that part of the world, you have to take me to a, a Massachusetts Mexican food place. And I'll, I'll let you know. There's a place in Lynn. It's called Hacienda Corona. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll, t- I'll take your word for it. My, I live in Phoenix, so yeah. I've been there, yeah. Amy, and it is good. So yeah, but you live in New Jersey and don't know how to eat. So okay. And then, like, I've had Mexican food in Tennessee, and it was not worth writing home about. No. So, <laughs> all right, and then our last question here: um, What would you tell beginner lifter you? Get a weightlifting specific coach like right away because I think I lost a lot of time I mean it was great I got the experience with CrossFit but then I was kind of just training on my own for a little while and my technique was okay it was good enough but I feel like if I had gotten a a coach um, that really was focused on weightlifting sooner then I probably would have progressed a little bit faster and and also probably could have prevented some of the injuries that happen from like just going heavy all the time. Cause that's kind of what you do in CrossFit. Um, and even my training after CrossFit with weightlifting, there was a lot of heavy lifting, which for me did not um, go very well, but I think getting the technique down in the beginning is so important because you can always get stronger. Um, but if you're fixing technical flaws, it just makes it challenging. Um, and then just, Trust the process, honestly. That's kind of one of the things that I say because weightlifting is like so physically and mentally taxing. And it's just, 
it's just a, it's a tough sport, but it's so rewarding. It's like that, you know, there are times when you're, you haven't hit a PR in like 15, 17 months and you get hit one kilo and you're like, oh my God, like amazing. <laughs> and then people look at you like, really? Like one kilo in two years? And I'm like, yeah. Just wait. Yeah. Just I mean, well, yes. You're a master's athlete. Now not going backwards <laughs> is the goal. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, and, and it, it, you know, you know, we, I'm hoping that you're still putting on kilos and getting stronger and stronger. But yeah, the older, the, the further you progress into being a master's, the, the harder it is to keep making progress. I don't know. I'm going to get the old lady strength. <laughs> you, you and Christy Brewer, man. I mean, I, know. I want her strength. And, um, oh, are you going to Albuquerque? No, I'm not going to Albuquerque. So um, for the first time in, since I can remember, I have to qualify for American Open now because I did not post the total. Oh, so, oh no, yeah. I like realized that a few weeks after I'm like, oh no <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna do an online qualifier in like three weeks um as a 59 and just make that total and still compete as a 55 um, yeah because i mean you're not you're not gonna have any problems in the qualifying total that's not really an issue yeah so a function of actually recording one yeah so i'll do that in a few weeks and then it'll be smooth yeah, well, sailing hopefully until finals <laughs> yeah the, i mean this year in denver ought to be ought to be pretty good i mean there's a lot of um significant talent that is going to be there so it should be the 55 should be a lot of fun to watch it'll be fun it's really fun to see some of these like younger lifters it's like fun and also depressing but mostly just like wow that's so amazing watching you yeah did you see katie steps she's insane <laughs> i know right I love watching her. Her technique is so good and she just makes it look effortless. Yeah. We're, we're she's hopefully we're gonna have her on the show in the next couple of weeks. That'd be awesome. Yeah. She's, uh, she's pretty spectacular to watch. I think she's literally half my age. <laughs> um, Less than yeah, half my not age. Not even that yet. I mean, <laughs> I think she's, I think she's 16. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So anyway, well, um, Amy, thank you so much for joining us. And we will um, see you uh, in Denver. Thank you.